This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It is a nice day, if a bit gray. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit today about cantrips. Now, for you new guys, what are cantrips? They are z- what basically they are zero level spells that don't that can be used to great effect creatively. But on the whole, you can't really use them to defend or protect or, you know, usually what you use for man- magic for. I mean, if you've ever seen a movie where they're doing, the, the wizard is doing like little things like, you know, TKing, telekinesing something over to him or cleaning something or something like that. These little tiny spells, those are cantrips and they come in very handy. Uh, it's basically just your small utility spells. Let me put it that way. Now, the original D&D never had those. They've added, been added later in other editions and other books. And there's other systems, game systems, that take that into account. But until recently, until here's one of the few things I liked about 5th edition, is the cantrips. Because they actually came up with something that, to me, worked. Because I never liked the idea of these taking up spell slots in a class and level system, if you're using Vancey and Magic, because they would take up spell slots. And those spell slots could be better used for, for uh, you know, regular spells. I mean, when you have a squishy wizard that's only got a D4 in hit points and one spell at first level to his name, you're not going to take it up with a cantrip or cantrips. I've, I've seen several ways of doing it for a regular just to take up a spell slot or for one spell slot you get X amount of cantrips and such and such and such, how many times you can do it. But 5th edition finally came out with something I can deal with. Cantrips are zero level spells. Each wizard as he levels up gets more of them. But the way they do it is it's a separate, it's a separate slot for zero level spells. And while not perfect, I like it better than what I've seen because you can cast these spells unlimited time. They don't take any, much any energy or mana or anything. You can cast them unlimited times. And some of the ones are actually pretty good for an offensive spells. Sometimes I think they're a little too effective 
because if you have something, you know, something that throws fire, even if it's, you know, here, here's the thing. They put offensive spells in there and in there and you can use them in combat. I'm not complaining about that. What I'm complaining about is the fact that you can use them in combat. What I mean is, I don't know if that's a great place for them, although they did make it harder for you to use them in combat because it's it's interesting because if you have some kind of offensive spell that's a cantrip, you can throw it and you don't do it to hit roll, but the target makes a save roll on most of them on here. And the way saves are in 5th edition, 9 times out of 10, the target will make the save. So it's harder for you to use them in that capacity. Now, my friend Matt, we're going to be playing some Beckme D&D, basic you know, rule cyclopedia D&D. And he found on 4chan about 12 spells that now elves in its races class, so elves are partial magic users. So they said wizards and elves can use these spells, all except one of them, and I don't understand why. Well, I kind of understand, but not really. But the way it does, you, you have to use, once again, you have to use a spell slot for them. But if you use a spell slot, you get all of them, unlimited. So what happens is each day when you memorize your spells, you memorize a slot, one of the slots you can use as just quote-unquote cantrips. Doesn't matter what the cantrip is. Uh, according to this, you have a supplemental spell book with cantrips in them, a smaller spell book. And they're very handy, like cleanse, open, close, fatigue, jolt, where you can just, jolt just like an electrical spark coming off your fingertips. That's about it. Something, some are handy because like one is Kindle, where you can start a fire with it. And I can imagine other people using... You know, I love creative use of little things like this, especially little safe spell slots down the road. Like, I'm going to be playing a first-level elf. I'm sure as heck not going to take any cantrips for first level because you get one spell. I'm not going to waste my spell on cantrips. But once I get into levels where I start getting levels, yeah, I'll, I'll keep a first level spell slot open for cantrips because I get all of them. And I get them for 24 hours. I get them for as long as, you know, un until I throw them. Until, I, you know, I'm thinking it's a 24 hour thing. I'm not sure on this, but I don't want it to be where you can only throw each one one time. That's no fun. But I'm going to have to talk to them about that with Matt. But you know, they're, they're, they're very handy. They're very handy. And you should think about, if you don't want cantrips, think about adding cantrips, even 5th edition cantrips. You know, I, they, it's, they're just handy. I, I, to me, that's all part and parcel of being a wizard, a wizard, a magic user, or something like that. Anyway, i got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program monthly, and I would thank you. If you want to do a one-time purchase, I have a Kofi fund. It's ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognar. You can, you can do a one-time donation, everything from up from three bucks up to however much you want to give. And three bucks will probably buy me a Pepsi or two at, at a game, you know, running a game. So I'd thank you. I'd also like to thank these people who 
who do the monthly thing. Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shree, Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Luella, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, John Allen Large, Aaron, Michael Tompkins, Randy Nichols, and Joe Harden. Thank you, guys. And if you want to hear some good podcasts, there's Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Marcy Wallring's The Yawning Albert, po- Yawning Albert Podcast, Kevin has The Red Caps Podcast, very good. We also have Randy and Joe over at Biggest Geekest. They have a good podcast. Uh, Big John Al Large, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 